Defender Bay Hortcast with your field representatives from right around Australia. In this Hortcast, we'll give you a quick wrap-up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to growing healthy horticultural crops. We are passionate about the future of horticulture and crop protection, and we look forward to having you join us on Bayer Hortcast. Hello and welcome to Bayer Hortcast. My name's Craig White from Brayer Crop Science and I'm joined by my colleague Nick Matthews right up in Queensland, northern Queensland. He's market development agronomist up there and we have a special guest, Brent Wilson at Mackay's up in Tully, I believe. Uh, how are you guys going today? Yeah, great. Thanks, Craig. Good, thanks, Craig. Yeah, good. Uh, Brent, I might just come to you first. We're going to talk about bananas, of course, because Mackay's have been going since 1945. Can you just tell us a little bit about the journey there and then what you do as group agronomy manager and working with Nick uh, with Bayer products and in particular today we want to talk about routine for managing leaf disease but yeah just a little bit on Mackay's what's the go there I've definitely seen that brand and we all love a good banana. Yeah thanks Craig so yeah so Mackay's have been um, farming here in the Tully region primarily producing bananas um, for the last 78 years so been a um, very successful um, family family operation and um, so Currently down here in the Tully region at the moment, including our Lakeland operation further north of here, we're sort of farming around 950 hectares of bananas at the moment. And uh, also we have um, significant holdings in uh, sugarcane production, papaya production, and also um, uh, cattle grazing as well. So, so yeah, it's a it's a fantastic um, family-run organisation um, here in the in the Tully region, and uh, we have around about a, a four-meter rainfall annual rainfall which um which creates its own little um unique set of um um, issues and that sort of thing around sort of certainly disease control anyway so so certainly for us and that sort of thing um disease control or you know controlling primarily um yellow cigatoga um is a is a big um, issue for us we we spray 26 aerial operations a year, um, plus uh, you know um, some significant ground-based um, spraying as well of fungicides to combat this this disease. So, for us, um, you know, utilising um, new technology like Routine has been um, has been paramount for our business, and um, and it's um, it's integral to the ongoing success of um, disease management in this extremely wet tropical environment. Yeah, no, thanks for that. Uh, it's really interesting. You're talking metres of rainfall there. I'm based in southwest <laughs> Western Australia. I do travel around Australia quite a lot, but certainly Tully, Tully and Innisfail, well-known, uh, going up through primary school and what have you, um, one of the, the wettest places in Australia. I just guess it still holds that mantle. Yeah, I mean, there is a uh, an ongoing sort of rivalry between Tully and Babinda and that sort of thing, <laughs> and um, I suppose that, um, you know, for you know the wettest town, in, in Australia and that sort of thing, but um, certainly, yeah, um, certainly we, we have, Tully does have the, the highest recorded rainfall and that sort of thing. I think it was back in the 1950s, it was nearly, uh, it was somewhere around eight, eight metres or something, or nearly eight metres for the year, so. Wow. Yeah, that's really, really extreme or very high, just amazing. Now, we all love a good banana, as I said before, they're one of the most recognisable and uh, certainly versatile fruits, you know, having them on your cereal, packing them in the kids' lunch boxes, just grabbing one as you run out the door or whatever. It's just such a good uh, piece of fruit to have around, so we want to make the most of it. And I might just bring Nick in there. You mentioned routine 
uh, fungicide for protecting these bananas against some of these leaf diseases. So, Nick, I might just come to you first. You're a market development agronomist up there, and you've been heavily involved in the development of this routine product. And just tell us a little bit about it. How does it actually work? Yeah, thanks, Craig. Um, look, routine is a completely new concept in terms of disease control um, compared to the current suite of products that we have. So uh, routine contains an active ingredient called isotinyl, which itself is not a fungicide, but once it's applied to the plant, it's actually converted to an acid. It's called isotinyl acid or ISTA for short. And that causes the activation of the plant's natural defense system, which is what we call systemic acquired resistance or SAR. And importantly, in the wet tropics, ISTA is not washed off with rainfall, so it's continually available on the on the leaf of the plant for that disease, um, inf, you know, infestation control. And what that does is it boosts the SAR and in the plant. So with each application, as the plant develops, the ability to recognise and it really helps respond to that treatment. And in in, in essence, it's controlling the disease from within. So it's um yeah it's a really novel approach to a different way of disease control. Yeah, really interesting. How long has it been available for, and how long have you been working on it? Well, probably the first question: How long have you been working on it, Nick? Yeah, look, I mean, trials uh, started well before my time, but um, as a as a product, um, you know, it was obviously came through the development channels, and when I came on board in the last couple of years of that development um, phase in terms of just prior to launch um we, we were looking at a couple of seasons worth of trials and in particular the, the last season where we did some really large scale aerially applied trials um where we embedded routine into a fungicide program at three locations across north queensland uh, all in the in the wet tropics and was just comparing a program without routine to the program with routine and really encouragingly was that we saw some some great results from where routine was included in that program and uh, where the disease control was improved and you know plant health and, and those sort of things. So it really just gave us confidence that there were no issues around phytotoxicity or burn, um, particularly to the fruit, um, but also getting that um, disease control, which is what the product's registered for. Yeah, no, really nice there. And I see, see you nodding your head there, Brent. Just any comments? Um, did you, what did you see during that development phase and the latter introduction? Well, certainly, um, you know, because behind the scenes and that sort of thing, you know, um, it's, it's you know, the banana industry is, is relatively small and that's, it's a very small space and that sort of thing. And um, so, and we don't have a lot of, you know, products and that available to us. I mean, it seems seems to be, more often than not, that we lose products rather than gaining products. So when you know when we started hearing you know some some chatter about a new, a new fungicide coming into the market and that sort of thing, you know it's pretty exciting and that sort of thing. And then as you delve into the you know the details of it, you know with a you know completely new um, unique mode of action and that sort of thing, and and you know and essentially you know. Um, it's you know it's essentially a plant stimulator as well you know with this with that SARS process and that sort of thing and so and then you know on the back of that also you know you know discussions or whispers around you know potentially um, a couple of our key um, you know protectant fungicides potentially coming under review and being potentially you know we're losing them as per you know what's happened around you know in in the northern hemisphere so 
So for something like routine to come into the marketplace and that sort of thing is, you know, was really exciting for us and that sort of thing. And so, you know, we went to the the product launch and that sort of thing and the information that was conveyed to us and, you know, um, the detailing of the, of the previous trial work that Nick alluded to, you know, it was extremely robust and, and you know the team that you know the guys do a fantastic job and you know we see nick out, out on our farms and that sort of thing doing and trials and that with us and that sort of thing and collaborating with us so you know you feel you know really confident you know in the products and the research that the team does so as soon as we could get our hands on routine you know we were you know um we applied it as soon as possible so and it's been a a part of our program uh, and as we move towards, you know, the wet season, um, you know, later this year and that sort of thing, you know, we'll start applying routine again. So for the second year, so we've done we've done our full allocation of um, applications for already, um, you know, and that sort of concluded around about August um, of this year. So, uh, sorry, July it would have been. So, um, we know we're we're eagerly anticipating you know utilizing you know that product again this coming wet season in our program and it's and it will be integral part of our program going forward for sure yeah so brent why is it important obviously controlling leaf diseases but what are some of those challenges um we'll just keep going on that theme and then i just wanted to come back uh, after that to nick about the systemic acquired resistance and just follow that up a little bit more but first what are the challenges and what are we using this for so I mean, certainly, like you know, we alluded to before. You know, we 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 sit here in a you know four meter plus annual rainfall. So and you know, we don't. I mean, we we do have you know inverted commas a distinct dry period and that sort of thing. And we're we're sort of coming into that well, supposedly coming into that period shortly. So, but nevertheless, you know, you know, we'll start using routine. You know, come December onwards and that sort of thing on a on a ten week interval. And um, what's you know, it's just it just gives us. A product that's you know that's that's brand new to the marketplace that's you know the, the you know this essentially you know um very very you know extremely or i suppose you could say there's no chance really of you know of you know any sort of resistance and that sort of thing or extremely um, remote um chance of any any you know resistance occurring so so for us you know it, it's a really robust product but it's you know extremely unique product as well so and it's you know it's the future of you know we we believe in you know, disease control as well going forward so so for us you know it ticks all those sort of boxes um, from from a, a handling point of view but also extremely soft and and, and safe on the crop as well um, we're using low rates and that as well so you know we don't need you know huge volumes of product and that sort of thing um, you know and it's been um, tried and tested in this region you know in with this sort of rainfall uh, you know occurrence as well so we know we know it works from the trial data and we've seen it ourselves you know within our, our program so we're extremely confident with it um, and you know in in partnership with some of the other products that that Bayer um, market you know and um, and and resell within the banana space, i.e., you know, serenade and that sort of thing. Those sort of products, it's a good complement for those products um, within that sort of biological space as well. So it ticks all those boxes for us as well. Was you know, that's the sort of products that we want to be aligned with as well. So yeah, <clears throat> that sounds really good. Addressing some of those challenges that you have um, in terms of of diseases and different ways about approaching it. So I might just come over to Nick there a little bit and you talk about the active ingredient is isotinyl. It's converted to the isotinyl acid, ISTA, and then there's this thing which you can read more about on our crop.bayer.com.au website about the systemic acquired resistance. So Nick, can we unpackage all that a little bit and just give us a little bit of idea of 
um, what that's about and therefore leading into what's the best time to apply it. Do we want to see disease or we're trying to get this in there for the plant to be ahead of the game? Yeah, so this this is um, the isotonal acid um, helps the plant or it's it mimics a natural compound that plants naturally make when they have disease attack them um, in the absence of the chemical, which is called salicylic acid. So the isotonal acid is the same or mimics the salicylic acid. So, And that's what's causing that um, systemic acquired resistance in the plant. So initially, it, it takes a, a couple of days, maybe three or four days for that to um, to commence working in the plant. So that first um, timing, it's important to sort of factor that in into your thinking when you want to start this program because um, the chemical's not going to control the disease um, directly, so it has to act, get activated in the plant, and that takes a little while for, for that first time. And then when you come back for the second time, because the plant has had the previous application, it recognises it, and that effect um, kicks in a lot quicker. So that second application is probably when you start to reach that peak um, protection or protect, you know, peak activation of the um, isotonal acid and the SAR effect in the plant. And that's probably where you want to be aligning around that um, peak disease timing in the crop. So typically we'd say, you know, you sort of work back from there about eight to 10 weeks um, for the first spray. And then typically in, in the wet tropics, you know, peak uh, wet season is in that February to March timing with disease um, kicking in shortly after that. So that kind of gives you some sort of time frame of when you need to be commencing those, those sprays uh, for routine. And that all works in, you know, really nicely to the, to the spray program because I mean, the old adage in bananas, you know, you start clean, you finish clean because it's a hell of a lot easier to work, mm. you know, preventatively and proactively rather than, you know, chasing your tail and trying to clean up. And um, whereas if you can get things going and, and kicking in early, you're in much better position to have a you know, disease free crop or at least keep the pressure to a minimum. And the cool thing with the um, the routine is that, as I said earlier, it's you know really difficult to wash off the leaf. So, you know, in, in the wet tropics, you get days that you physically can't get out to spray because it's too wet. You know, it's overcast, mm. it's 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 raining or it's just been showering or, you know, in, in worst case scenarios, you know, we have we have a cyclone or some really intense wet weather for up to a week at times. So, you know, it's and it's this product has the ability to stay on the plant, to protect the plant during those times and to protect new growth as well. So it's a really, um, I guess, powerful tool to use in those situations in combination uh, with a you know robust uh, spray program around that time. So, you know, it's a real benefit to the industry and, and, a, and a great step forward, I think, for growers at this time. Yeah, so Nick, with that too, um, if, if there was some light pressure, so maybe on the second application or something, and how many applications can you do in a year, is probably an important point as well. But can you tank mix this with other things? I mean, ideally start yep. clean, as you said, but can you tank mix? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, look, the product can be tank mixed. It's very versatile. So it does need oil um, as mm -hmm. per the label. Um, so three and a half litres of oil, which is a, a fairly minimum, minimal rate mm -hmm. um, typically. And um, but it can also be tank mixed if you prefer with other protectants such as like a serenade prime or a mancozeb that sort of um, protectant at that time if you're concerned about you know leaf spot in that little interim period before the really the star effect in the plant kicks in. Um, so that's a possibility too. 
and you are limited as per the label to four applications a year um, spaced out at a minimum of eight weeks so you could sort of go to 10 maybe um, as a respray interval but you really want to be looking at that eight to ten weeks just to get the maximum efficacy um, so that gives you a fair chunk of the wet season and even heading into the start of the dry season um, where you're getting protection from you know from routine from that SAR effect in the plant yeah, really important points, all those there, and available on our website. There's also the uh, Banana Disease Management Program on the crop.bayer.com.au website, Nick. Um, I'm sure you would have been involved in bringing that together to make that useful. Um, Brent, do you use those resources is a, a question for you. Um, would you use those resources? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we certainly do. So, I mean, you know, our system or our fungicide program that we use here is, you know, is fairly closely modelled on the um, on the on the Bayer um, fungicide program that's been set for, you know, this region and that sort of thing. So, I mean, yeah, we don't follow it 100% to the letter and that sort of thing, but you know, we've got a, a, a couple of different products and that sort of thing and different timings and that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. but essentially, we do you know, utilise all the the Bayer products that are registered, you know, within bananas and that sort of thing. So. So, um, you know, we, so set, you know, for us and that sort of thing, we, we will start using routine uh, in December. Um, and then, you know, the second application will typically be, you know, will be around that sort of late February application. So we'll we space, space hours out, you know, every 10 weeks. And, um, you know, we saw that in the previous season, that sort of thing, we saw that, that we were extremely comfortable with that 10-week interval. And, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll certainly replicate that this year. So, you know, certainly we'll start in December. And then, and like what Nick said before, you know, it's, it's, in, it's important that, you know, that we start clean and that sort of thing. And so, you know, this period now, as we move out of winter into that spring period and that sort of thing, and, and to move into our traditionally, um, you know, drier period of the year and that October, November, December and that sort of thing, that we make sure that, you know, that we are deleafing um, those programs are ramping up again, making sure that we are cutting down any, any visible spot that's out there in the canopy and that sort of thing. And um, you know, make sure that our ground sprays and that are being done as well, so that as we do hit into that that wet season and and we start really ramping up our, our fungicide program, that you know that we are as clean as possible and that we're not pitting these these um these fungicides and that under any undue pressure and that sort of thing because, you know they are you know we we view them as as pure you know irrespective of what they are and what their actives are um you know we just purely view them as as protectants and we manage them you know on based on that aspect so so yeah i mean so definitely you know whilst the application and the timing of these fungicides are extremely important um to the net result but equally and probably slightly more you know so is that deleaping program that deleaping program having a good robust deleaping program is paramount yeah, no, good, 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 um, good point there. And I notice our advice is very clear about that to also remove those any disease and get it out of the way. Um, are you using any um, using any predictive models, tools, um, use of drones, anything like that to help you manage and work this out, or is it still very manual driving through, or do you see the future? Uh, it's still very. Yeah, it's still very manual that sort of thing. So you know, we you know we have a, a team of agronomists here at mm-hmm. Mackay's that um, myself included. You know, we're out there um, you know all year round and that sort of thing um, in the in the mud and in the rain and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, looking at um, <laughs> looking at lesions, counting lesions, yep. you know, applying them 
applying them into the, you know, putting them into the model and that sort of thing, and that gives us, um, you know, our lesion counts and that sort of thing, and and it, uh, you know, um, represents graphically whether we are on an increasing or a decline, you know, uh, de de uh, sorry, declining uh, trend and that sort of thing. So we we sort of, you know, we monitor where we sit uh, and what the pressure levels are. From a visual from a visual point of view, but also from a um, from, you know actually from counting those those lesions on a on a uh, fortnightly basis. So, but also you know we get um, positive feedback and that from our error applicator and that sort of thing. You know, yep. he'll certainly give us any heads up if there's any you know any visible hot spots and that sort of thing from the air and that sort of thing. And typically you know they're in the the usual um, spots you know around power lines or up up the you know edges of um, rainforests or around large trees and that sort of thing where you know it's hard to get you know an even application that sort of thing but outside of that those areas those known hot spots you know the crops you know always you know nice and clean and that sort of thing um, or as clean as possible and that sort of thing so given the prevailing conditions but so certainly yeah it's for us it's you know we're always monitoring you know, the visible spot but also the, the lesion counts as well to, so and we just adjust we will we, we will adjust our, our program accordingly yeah really good and nick any comments from you about you know obviously there are models to help as brent said there to see if it's declining or increasing there's aerial observation but are there anything else that mm. you'd like to comment about that space no look i think it's um <coughs> like brent said it's it's Pretty much if you've got to be out there and amongst mm. it um you know there are the trouble with the wet tropics it's that's the the predictive models are not well suited to this area mm -hmm. um just because we have a sort of you know multi sort of weather patterns that mm. can converge and yep. really does make it a complex and difficult area to predict so um, yeah, look, I know from personal experience, you know, you really got to um, pick your days when you're when you're trying to spray trials or that sort of thing. But um, it is it is a challenge. I think uh, having the guys on the ground that know what they're looking at, um, that's the best way to do it at this stage. Fantastic. No, very good. I'll keep looking and putting the thinking cap on. Um, that's really good. Now, Nick, we talked about the eight-week spray interval, respray interval, maximum before per year. Um why is that? And just to reiterate, why is it really important that this is part of a program approach, spray program approach? Yeah, so, I mean, like any product, routine is not a silver bullet. Um, it is, you know, it is, yes, it's a novel mode of action and it's a, it's a systemic, um, you know, acquired resistance um, activator in the plant. And, you know, to, to have it, uh, to, to work effectively, it does need to be embedded into a robust spray program. And, you know, that includes, you know, the, the, the Bayer products such as Lunar and, and Serenade Prime, and um, they all will require oil, good uh, robust rates of oil. So it's just about, um, you know, managing that spot as, as best you can. Um, and then in terms of the respray intervals for routine, it's, it is important not to, um, you know, not to try and push the, I guess, push the limits and come in earlier because uh, particularly for, for leaves that have had previous applications of routine, there is a possibility of, of some bronzing occurring in the older leaves, which is, it's not detrimental to the plant, but it's um, just because it, it does affect the biflavonoids um, in the leaf, in the plant. So it's a it's a visual thing only, but um, it can occur on those older leaves. And you typically towards the end of that spray program, you're talking after, you know, three or four sprays. So um, and in all the trials, we've we've isolated or identified that you know, 
that eight-week period is your sort of optimum <coughs> in terms of the respray, and that affects sort of wearing off in the plant. So, you know, keeping that those resprays to eight weeks is is optimum, um, and just to help you know fit it in and support it with other products in that spray program is the best mm. uh, best strategy. Yeah, very good. And Brent, certainly from your side, um, just to as I summarise or bring it back together, you know, what are the main strategies that you employ to control leaf spot with routine and other fungicides and also that leaf dropping? Just generally, um, how does it look for you if we go step through um, a season or the, or through the year? Yeah, I mean, so I suppose as as we step through this through the season, that sort of thing. Certainly, you know. Um, from December onwards, you know that's when the you know yep. you know we really see a lot of pressure on that swing because of the rain and, and where it's and you know I mean obviously you know there's there's spores and that sort of thing circulating around the system and that sort of thing but the pressure really comes on once we get into the wet season because like Nick said before that's when we have issues around you know actually applying the the actual chemistry and that sort of thing so you know the weather gets in the way and you know um increases our um application timings you know or, or, um, or pushes them out so to speak so so you know we we're extremely lucky you know we've got a, a fantastic aerial operator in littles and that sort of thing and they do a fantastic job for us and are extremely conscientious and so they're always watching the weather and that sort of thing and um and looking for an opportunity you know to get these products on so that's sort of you know that helps us and that sort of thing and takes a lot of pressure pressure off from our point of view but um but that, you know it's also those key other components and that within the program so you know that the leaping program making sure that you're on top of that you know the main making sure that we are you know removing any sort of um visible spot in in the canopies and that sort of thing making sure that you know that we are doing uh, regular um ground sprays as well so that fit within the program they typically you know carry a, a folly nutrition program as well so but um you know like nick said before you know make sure we get our timings right you know make sure that you know we're following the label recommendations and that sort of thing as far as rates and intervals um you know making sure that you know um the required volume of, of oils is mixed with it as well and making sure that you know those application um, windows and that are being adhered to as well as the strategy and that around protecting these particular fungicides as well so for us it's you know it's it's a it's a fairly complex process like i said before you know we're, we're applying 26 individual applications you know airily per year so we need to manage those operations um, efficiently and, and effectively as well but also we need to manage the products and that sort of thing and, and that's where we sort of follow the the bio recommendation as far as you know and you know mixing up the uh, the different um the groups and that sort of thing and the actives and that sort of thing and and you know with a with a obviously with a, a keen eye um on you know that resistance mechanism as well so that's where routine you know fits into the the program exceptionally well and also you know it's it's partnered you know serenade prime you know we use a lot of serenade prime within our our um, aerial operations as well but also you know we use serenade uh, soil active as well um through the fertigation you know four times a year and you know as we speak we're we're just completing um our september application of uh serenade soil active across the group as well so and it, you know that donation of, of those products as well as the, the lunar as well they work exceptionally well for us and it's testament to i suppose the products but also the robustness of the program but also the guys that help us you know the deleafing guys but also the aerial applicator guys you know that you know, our, our crops are exceptionally clean so you know um everyone always comments that about that you know that, that our, our crops are nice and clean and that sort of thing and you know we we have extremely low levels of um 
of um, yellow cigatoga or yellow leaf spot and that on across our, our farms and that sort of thing. But you know, it's a combination of all those things that you know that we've just been discussing. Um, you know, it's without one without the other, it, it does you know it just doesn't work. So, yeah, but yeah, you got to be focused. You got to be focused all year round on, on this particular disease. So because it is so virulent, especially you know within our environmental conditions yeah uh, really really nice uh, points there thanks for sharing those and certainly that importance of that crop health and integrating the other products like serenade soil active as you're talking about there to really get those uh, crops set up so that they can you know fight the key diseases and yeah when you come in with the fungicides or in this case routine for plant defense then you certainly um yeah you're starting on the right foot as nick said before <laughs> start clean and and end clean. I think that's what you said, something like that, Nick. Um, yeah, that's it. That's fantastic mm-hmm. to just keep these uh, fantastic bananas growing and uh, getting them out. Oh, size. look, I think I think Brent's covered that really yeah. well. Um, you know, <coughs> yeah. it's obviously you know very working for them very effectively. Um, but that's a testament to their you know to their ability to All other you know work. to be able to monitor and you know devise their program that suits them. And um, you know, just having good staff and and good aerial operators on the job too. So mm. it all fits into it, you know. And plus, it comes down to good crop health, like Brent's touched on. You know, you've got a strong, healthy plant that's more able to or better able to resist disease. Um, infection and you know given that they are such a big player in the industry it's obviously in their best interest to keep you know disease and spot down um, yeah not only from a productivity perspective but you know being good um, good you know, industry citizens um, not contributing to that sort of um, I guess spore load in, in the environment because obviously overall that you know affects how products work and that ultimately affects their longevity in the marketplace, not only Bayer's products, but um, you know, just generally, because the more tools we have available to ourselves, um, the longer these products will last, and the better off the growers will be. Because, like Brent said at the start, it's um, it's a challenge. There's fewer and fewer products coming through the pipeline, um, you know. So we just have to do our utmost to to manage those and to you know to to steward them as best we can. So. Yep. Mm. I think also you said uh, it's good for the growers, but it's actually good for the consumers to keep getting these yummy bananas uh, for all those reasons <laughs> I said at the start of the podcast. Uh, it sounds to yep. me like um, people listening to this um, growing bananas need to go and get some routine, I reckon, to bring into the system. If they want to do that, Nick, what is the sort of best way? What's it available in pack sizes? How do they go about it? And where can they get more information about it? Yeah, look, I think uh, the the first port of call is you know talk to your agronomist um, or whoever does your recommendations or your checks and uh, just discuss you know its suitability to to your place and in terms of you know your location, your soil types, um, crop cycle, all these sort of things because um, you know there are some limitations. Um, you know, routine is um, you know like I said, it's it causes this. Um, systemic acquired response so that's a that's a stress on the plant so and in some situations uh, routine might not be the best option for you particularly low farm or those sort of um, areas because routine in in that situation can cause a bit of bit extra undue stress on your plant so you might want to just talk to them and or give me a call and discuss how it fits in um, and then it sort of comes back to how you know how you're running your program you know are you removing um, disease leaves uh, on time you know are you, are you able to you know use the, the right rate of the products oil included um, you know are you going to be able to gap those routines out by that required eight to ten 12 weeks um, 
So things like that, it's just um, it's a, a gamut of, of sort of decisions that are made, um, and routine is certainly part of that. It's it's another tool in the toolbox. It's a um, gives gives you another option, and you know, it's available through all the major resellers, um, and all the agronomists are aware of it, and they'll be able to assist you. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to you know, drop me a line as well. So. And uh, for any other information, like you said at the start, Craig, you can always go to the Bayer website and to look at um, Routine or any of our products at www.crop.bayer.com.au. And you can just click through and, and or search for the particular product. And um, yeah, everything's there and the, the tools that you might require just to give you that sort of initial information. And for anything else, yeah, just give me a call or let me know. Yep, uh, good good advice there, Nick. Good good points about talking to your agronomist to localise the the information um, <clears throat> specific to the farm. And yeah, again, that crop.bayer.com.au website has the at a glance um, how it works, which crop, obviously bananas in this case, and a great resources page which has some really good printed guides that you can print off or read about, and also some fantastic videos which explain how routine works um five liter pack sizes as well nick is what it's available um how are they yep, going in the right. market so far and yeah oh, oh look well the application rate is is fairly low so for you know for a product of this nature you're only putting on 250 mils per hectare so mm. you know five five liters covers uh, covers a fair area mm-hmm. um and you know, obviously with three and a half liters of oil just to help that um uh, spread on the plant, but it also does have um, a suppressive effect on on leaf spot as well. So it's giving you that double edged um, attack there. Um, so you know, for a five liter pack size, um, you know, it's quite a manageable, easy to handle um, volume. Yeah, no, fantastic. And Brent, any comments on the packaging? Has that been quite convenient in the work you've done so far? Well, I mean, like Nick said, you know. A- um, a five litre, you know, covers a fair bit of country and that mm. sort of thing. So, um, you know, for the for a, you know banana grower up here and that sort of thing, you know, you don't need too many too many boxes of routine to to, to formulate a spray across your farm. But certainly, um, you know, we're you know we're ex- extremely happy with routine, and it will certainly stay as you know as an integral part of our of our program going forward. Because you know we certainly farm in a unique spot here. You know we are on the doorstep of the, of the Great Barrier Reef, but also our farms are surrounded by World Heritage listed rainforest. So, you know the environmental specs of these products and that sort of thing are paramount to us. You know as is you know the um, you know the inherent user safety profile. You know the zero withholding. Um, um, aspect of the product as well so it ticks all those boxes and that for us and um and it and it works too which is which is obviously you know really important as well so um yeah you know we're just yeah we're so happy with routine we haven't seen any issues from utilizing it within our program um and we haven't seen you know any detrimental effects you know in our in our, you know in the ability or our ability to control or keep yellow cigatoga in check so no, it's it's fantastic product. So I mean, if you're not using it, um, I strongly suggest that that you you look into it and um and ha- and have a look at the product for yourself. Great. All right. Thanks, Brent. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for giving us your insights into what you're doing up there. Some of the challenges, how a routine fits into a program approach or a, an integrated approach, and also all those other fantastic things you're doing in regards to banana health, uh, the health of it, and uh, of course the environmental. 
uh, points that you made there, really, really important ones, and also that you can get workers back into the into the bananas um, as soon as the products dry on the leaf, and there's no withholding. Mm, that's that's right. a nice point as well. So, um, yeah. again, a logistical, really important logistical point there. Um, and again, more information at crop.bayer.com.au. Uh, is there anything else um, either of you'd like to comment on this podcast? I think just eat more bananas. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> My wife works in apples and she says eat more apples. So I don't know, Nick. I'm going to. Fruit salad, I think that's the guy. Uh, that's right. We lo- yeah, eat, we love eat it. more fruit eat salad. More that's, fruit right. salad. Yeah. that's the guy. No, yeah. thanks very much. I'll put some uh, links in the show notes as well to how to get in touch with Nick. And I'll also put um, Mackay's web address there. Uh, Brent as well they'll be able to find you if they really want to track you down but those that know you know you and uh, thanks very much for your time guys today on this Bayer Hawkcast thanks Greg thanks Greg thanks for listening to this Bayer Hawkcast to get more information about anything you heard on today's episode phone 1800 804 479 to get in touch with us or visit the web at crop dot bayer.com.au Thanks for listening.